Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So welcome back, listeners. We are going to talk to you this episode about distribution. So Carolina and I have gone to a lot of panels and classes and talked to a lot of people to try to understand distribution. It is very complicated. There's a lot to it. And there's no like right or wrong. Yeah, there's no rule book for it. There isn't. But I do think from all the sessions that we've gone to that starting out, you can there is a road where you can a smarter road to take mm-hmm. <laughs> than to just, you know, feel like you you can sell yourself short or not even give distribution companies or sales agents the time of day because mm-hmm. you are so entitled to your film, which you just need a I suggest knocking that out. Yeah. A big lesson we've learned is like, you know, your film is your baby. We get it. You want people to watch it. And that's important for your marketing and all that, you know, but like once it's in the can, once you've sold it or put it out self-distribution, however you do it, we'll talk about that a little bit in a little bit. Um, But, you know, you got to let it go. Like you got to, it's, it's business time. It's, you know, you can't be, that can't be your baby forever. And, And if you care so much to have people, you want people to watch it, then that's where distribution comes in. (laughs) So understanding that, um, I, uh, I got, I have notes from an Anne-Marie Gillen, um, who produces and offers consulting services for a wide range of film and television projects under her own company, the Gillen Group. So they give you, you know, get more established and want consulting, feel free to check out her website. But she said something along the lines of that 50% of film is marketing and distribution. So that's that's huge. That's that yeah. is what we call half. Yeah. 50%. In the film world, we call that half. <laughs> my not like actually like that's like the whole thing. If yeah. you're like, wait, that's like my whole film budget. 50%. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And that's something you need to think about when you are building your budget from the very beginning. Mm. Like, you know, you think, OK, it's going to take this many thousand dollars to make the film. OK, I want to name talent. So they're going to cost this many thousand dollars. Post is probably going to take this many thousand dollars. OK, you're already spending tens of thousands but you haven't even thought about marketing or distribution right. you know what you have to pay a sales agent or whatever route you go and all of a sudden you're out of money you have a finished film and you have nowhere to put it because you can't afford to do anything with it so that's something that's really really important to think of ahead of time when you're doing your budget yeah just like yes just assign a segment a lot of fund right from the get-go so then you don't freak out about it when it's all said and done and you you don't know where which like where 
where to pull resources from. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, you're always going to end up spending a little more than you want to. <laughs> I mean, we've learned that with our little simple short films. I mean, because but... I think they say post-production should be like 20%, 25%. I mean, that's so... Uh, so then where's the, the small like 10, 20 percentage, 30 <laughs> percent left yeah. of, of your film goes to actually making it, which is another huge chunk of money. So it's it's a lot to think of, especially um, in our, our film festival segment where, you know, you're spending kind of the pre pitching stages mm-hmm. into trying to get a distribution company and yeah. all the marketing that you and publicity that mm-hmm. goes into it and you know that doesn't even stop like right when you do get a sale like you if you want to keep your film making money you still got to keep that going so it's a huge cost and expense but again if you're in hit for the business and to actually have a a lifelong career Mm -hmm. and And I mean even you know if it's for you it's not about the money but you want people to see your movie okay well how are they going to see your movie if you don't get it out there you know if you get in a few festivals (laughs) or whatever that's great there's going to be people there at the festivals hopefully some of them are important that see your movie but that's you know one weekend in Utah or something (laughs) you know you need to get that stuff on the shelves of Walmart or streaming online or whatever you know so whether you're in it for the money the views whatever the case is you still need to get it out there and you need to do that through distribution um yeah and so it just an interesting note there are three main categories of film there's the studio produced which is 20 percent indies are 80 percent and a subset of indies are out how i mean art house. house sorry oh my god <laughs> and, and which is actually quite in a big segment right there and uh, oh well for indies which is kind of cool yeah but it's just knowing I guess, which category your film fits, you can approach different market or like distribution centers or sales because right if you're I mean if you're if your movie's a studio produced movie if you're lucky enough to get a big time deal like that you know they're gonna have their own distribution you almost don't even have to worry about that I mean pay attention to what's going on you don't want to get screwed over in a contract but it's not something you have to be in charge of but then they take control that's another thing yeah so when you're going with a big studio then it's like hands off. Yeah. Um, so you're indie, you know, you you have the control, but you also then have to put in all the work and um, something just to note, like what is an art house movie? I won't get into it a lot, um, but, you know, that that term is kind of thrown around a mm-hmm. lot, um, usually kind of just as a non-commercial movie. So, you know, it's something that maybe you're going to go see at a specifically art house cinema, you know, or you're just going to see in the festivals. It's something that you're not going to find on the shelves of Walmart, for instance. Um, but that being said, a lot of streaming services, even, you know, big old Netflix nowadays are picking up art house movies so that the public can see them so that they have something different to show. So, you know, that's just kind of tells you what the term is, but it's and a the loose definition now. Changing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's why it's like the art house film can become the mainstream thing. It mm-hmm. just it depends on what's what's trending, which Absolutely. is always changing. But you can still know kind of where your film lies and how to market it, because if do you if you don't know what you're selling, no one's going to buy it mm-hmm. kind of thing. Totally. Um, so um, knowing that too, like talking about 
where your film fits. I mean, it's pretty obvious if you got a big studio or not, you know, but um, labeling your movie is a big thing when you're pitching to the distribution companies or even to your sales agent. You know, if you're looking for a sales agent, you have to they have to agree to (laughs) to sell your movie too. you know, whoever you're pitching to Um, and some things to focus on when you're doing that. um, Big things are genre, star names and comparison to other successful movies, because like genre, for instance, you know, say you have a movie about a murderer. Let's make it that simple. That could fit into horror, suspense, psychological suspense versus, you know, serial kill. You know, there's yeah, totally. you can twist it Mm -hmm. and the and chances are your film when the DC picks it up, they are probably going to use two different angles depending like because I mean foreign film markets are going to want another thing if you're going to yeah. go that route as well which is awesome because why not you know mm-hmm. get all the different markets you can possibly get and then that and that kind of falls in along the lines of um getting a successful like all the successful tools like trailers movie posters so that way they can angle it so along with the movie genre there's also star names that helps with a good pitch. You yeah, know? it's a bit like you don't have to have star names in your movies. And that's also becoming more of a thing now that it, less and less they're focusing on that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's an instant seller, you know, especially if you have a big star. Most of us can't afford that. that. Do well. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that do well. And or like, you know, now the social media, social media <laughs> influencers. Yep, they're, they're stars nowadays. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it's just, but it's basically having that. So all they're looking for with the star name quality, that means they have that that much audience already tapped into their network and who they are and following. So they already know that's why it's it's a big deal. It's because mm-hmm. they know they already have this much, this many audience members already tuned in, ready to buy that ticket or that movie right when it goes out. Mm-hmm. So if you got to think along the lines of that, um, well, uh, some other things like once, you know, speaking of lists of things you got to prep, um, mm-hmm. once you have sold it to the distribution company or the sales agent, whatever level you're at at that point, um, your distributor is going to need some things from you that you got to be prepared with, such as press coverage, interviews, critic quotes, awards info, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. The more you have, the better you're going to look, of course. You know, if you have been to festivals and you can put those laurels out there, you know, that's a big thing. Any press Any coverage press, you have. Yeah. yeah. You know, get interviews from people. Contact companies, you know, Variety Entertainment, whatever, that they can write a review about it or write just an article about you creating it. You know, whatever you can do to get that film's name out there. That's definitely going to help you and, and going to help your distributor. Yeah. Uh, getting it on print and interview just just hop on as many different outlets as you can because then that and have it all then condensed somewhere where you can hand it over to Mm -hmm. your pitch deck you know all on the thumb drive like there you go yeah this is everything if you're prepared with everything you need ahead of time you can go to that sales agent pitch it to them they're going to want to buy it then they can take care of everything to the distributor so you've given them everything you can and they're going to take care of the rest to find that distributor and then and like then that's like that's all you need to worry about yeah it's kind of out point, of your hands out of your nice. hands there yeah mm-hmm. yeah and um oh, we're gonna have a lovely guest next episode miss mm-hmm. alexandra boylan who who really gave us so many helpful tips yes. and the three big tips that she'll definitely bring up too. then 
necessities to a successful distribution is the poster, the trailer, and the finished film itself. Finished. Which, you know, sounds like common sense, like you should have your film done. But I mean, I get it. You know, some films are in post forever and people want to start the work early and, you know, but they can't. Now the distributors can't, can't picture that. an unfinished exactly. film, you know, that, that they're going to see the unfinished work and they're going to that's what they're going to see. They're not going to picture it the way you want it to be, no matter how much you explain it to them. They're not create. I mean, OK, that's maybe not all of them, <laughs> but but they're in it again for the money. That's why they're in the distribution business. They mm-hmm. want to see numbers. And, and so they're not going to spend time trying to imagine how great. And you know what? It could be amazing. Like I've started just editing some things. And once I add music, the sound like. Uh, yeah, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm always like, oh my God, this thing's amazing now. <laughs> it takes it from like that movie you make in your backyard with like someone's really good camera that you got to borrow to like, a, oh, hey, this could end up at least in a festival. You know? yes. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and even with festivals, like, you know, if you're trying to pitch there and again, we'll probably touch on our festival segment, but just have it done. You just can't do it nowadays without having it fully finished. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Come prepared for the distributor. And, you know, OK, if you're thinking, well, I don't know if I want to hand it all over to a distributor. Self-distribution is an option. Um, it's you know, they've all got their pros and cons, it seems like. And the market's constantly changing. So, you know, you have to think, do, do you want to do you want your film to make more money or do you want to see more of that money? <laughs> because generally, I feel like that's kind of the big difference. Exactly. Of the two. You know, a distribution company is going to get your film out there to more people. They're going to take care of a lot more marketing and stuff like more people are going to see your film. Right. It's probably yes. going to make more money. But self-distribution, you're not paying the sales agent and the distribution company. And, and you know, you're seeing all of the money straight back to you. And that being said, I feel like. There's this is where the the road to the underdeveloped independent mm-hmm. filmmaker can make that that choice. And I think this uh, what I would advise is probably trying to see if you can get that help with the marketing and and getting a good sales agent from maybe your first film, because then you have all of that to back you up to the next one, which maybe at that point you could try self-distributing or Mm -hmm. just because you you have that ground, you have already that success of having it out there on Netflix Mm -hmm. or or, you know, bought by Amazon or whatever the deal is. But if I mean, unless you, you got you got strings, you can pull yourself. It's it might be nice even if you won't see a lot of that money back at the beginning, think of it as an investment for you mm-hmm. to go on to the next thing and be like secure, like, oh, and now I can go to investors and be like, well, our, our first film did really good. It, it landed here and here versus, yeah, I, I, I got this mm-hmm. much money back right. from it. Like they don't care mm-hmm. that you got paid. They want to know it. it's sold. And yeah. which, I mean, again, it does say if you got paid and didn't make money, but um, did how on what scale? Yeah. On what platform did it land on? Because that matters more. Yeah, you know, it's and it makes them more confident too. Of, it even makes investors for your future future movies more con- like everybody that's you know that you're pitching your stuff to in the future. To see that it's not just a bunch of your friends and family that rent the movie on iTunes because you put it no. up there, you know, like shaking no. <laughs> <laughs> the horror. <laughs> yeah, no, we we that's great if your grandma loves your film, everyone. <laughs> that's nice, <laughs> but you know, it, again, we're we're just trying to help you guys out. Like, d- d- just don't. It's your first film. Don't think you're gonna get like your big 
million bucks to walk out the door and like you just just be humble great but you you want to do it so you can make your next film because if that's where your goal is to be uh, an a long the longevity to have that that long end game plan you gotta you gotta think that way and just Mm -hmm. be like okay what's gonna drive me to the next and get me the next funding and and yeah i mean this business it takes time to get that money back but eventually you do fingers crossed right yeah i mean any money you make back is something and it can go into your next film your next your next <laughs> distribution portion yes 50 percent, y'all remember 50 percent. so along the lines of uh you know not making much money in this business <laughs> to stay inspired Um, Every week, you know, we we talk about our inspiration, something that inspired us this week. Girl, it's your week. It's my week. Okay, I'm excited. (laughs) What is it? Um, So for anyone that doesn't know me personally, I'm obsessed with Lord of the Rings. I have been since I was like 10 years old. Um, Girl is tatted up, yo. (laughs) I do have the Tree of Gondor tattooed on my back. No big deal. Um, But I am (laughs) taking a trip to New Zealand this year. I'm super excited going to land of Lord of the Rings. Um, So I've been rereading the books, rewatching the movies and watching all the special features on the movies and it's so interesting to be in the industry now and like have understand how those things work to really see what they did and how revolutionary it was and one thing that really stuck with me is like it was kind of a low budget Hollywood film. I mean, now I'm not talking ultra low. I'm not talking low budget like you think low budget, but right. for a big Hollywood studio film and for all the special effects and everything that you see that they put into it. Yeah. I want to say the budget was like 93 million or something like that. And like a standard Hollywood budget is about 100 million. And that's not talking about like crazy so special effects crazy. and all the stuff that they did so it's it's no, that's kind insane. of insane they had like a million little goblins right i mean they and the stuff the, they did the, was the, 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 I, I saw some behind <laughs> the scenes like they had it was intense like mm-hmm. all the little jewels and the scenery mm-hmm. they like they built all the sets yeah i mean like they built everything to detail just, all the costumes are handmade the weapons are handmade insane. it's yeah it's absolutely insane what they put into it and like the technology the cgi and stuff like that like it was revolutionary for the time. I mean, they were developing programs to to do things. I mean, that was like kind of the start of mocap. I, I it was very mm. new at that point. Um which, you know, Andy Serkis is like the king of now. He played Gollum. Um but it's just it was such a wow. revolutionary movie and it was amazing that they were able to do what they did on that kind of budget and in the time frame that they did. I mean, it, it only really took them like a few years to to do the filming of it, you know. Right. Um only <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you but know, no, it is an epic yeah. story mm-hmm. and film mm-hmm. for sure. But I think, you know, insane. the reason they even pulled all of that off was because, well, a they had a great story to work off of that they all loved. You know, a yeah. lot of them were Tolkien fans ahead of time. A lot of them were just like so excited to be immersed in that world. And on top of that, like just coming together for this movie, they all had a passion for it, even if they never read the books before, <laughs> you know, and it brought together so many so many people from New Zealand that were getting to do things that were their craft that they hardly ever get to do, especially for movies. Like some of these weapon makers and stuff, like that's what they do. Oh, like they're wow. blacksmiths and they never got to do like cool swords like this. And what? you know, like so it's awesome. You know, it's that is cool. It really shows that it's important to have a good team that is supporting your project and coming together and working as a team because that's how you get that done, you know? And I just interject a thought that spurred like I'm a huge like 
I want a good story. You can have special effects all day. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm in the editing world, like I do appreciate all of that. And I think they're definitely an artistry, but it kind of falls flat for me every time where I see like craziness mm-hmm. and it looks amazing. But at the same time, I'm not emotionally invested or connected to mm-hmm. it as like. So I feel like even though it was quote unquote low budget and for maybe just because that they were breaking into new mm-hmm. grounds, um, it's just that the story at the end of the day, it mm-hmm. was, you know, they, and like you said, they all had the passion for it. Yeah. And I think that just what makes it even more magical without exactly. needing all the cr- <laughs> other extra crazy stuff, which yep. it was already insane. Like the special effects were mm-hmm. insane. So yeah, that was just my two cents on that. Totally. So if you guys haven't seen the movies, uh, go watch them. I recommend them. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that's the end of our episode for today. And just a reminder, you can follow us on Instagram at Femme Regard and Twitter at Femme underscore Regard. And hit us in the DM. Yes, please. We <laughs> want to hear your opinions on things. And we're excited for our next episode to introduce you to Alexandra and to teach you a little more about distribution. Yeah, she's so cool. You guys will like her. Thanks for listening to Femme Regard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout-out on the show. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.